Chapter two fourteen of Varney the Vampire, Volume three. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Varney the Vampire, Volume three, by Thomas Prescott Prest. Chapter two fourteen. The Clergyman's Visit to the Vault rescue of the sexton what the devil sounds yes that was what the parson said with all due respect for his cloth we cannot help recording the fact that the words at the commencement of this chapter were precisely those that came from the lips of the reverend gentleman upon the occasion of the sudden and rather alarming eruption of the beadle and the bell-ringer into his breakfast parlour at the parsonage we beg your pardon sir said the beadle but yes sir we beg your pardon added the bell-ringer but what cried the parson as he looked at the remains of his breakfast lying upon the hearth-rug in most admired disorder at his feet the bell sir the church the gallery a groan a ghost a lot of ghosts such were the incoherent words that came thick as hail from the beadle and the bell-ringer in vain the clergyman strove to get to the rights of the story he was compelled to wait until they were both very nearly tired out and then he said very well i don't understand so you may both go away again but sir but sir if one of you will speak while the other listens i will attend and not otherwise this is sunday morning and i neither can nor will waste any more time upon you nothing is so terrible to a professed story-teller and the beadle was something of that class as to tell him that you won't listen to him so mr dory at once begged that wiggins would either allow him to tell what had happened or tell it properly himself mr wiggins gave way and the beadle as diffusely as possible told the tale of the bell tolling and the visit to the church with the awful adventure that there occurred what do you think of it sir he concluded by asking i have no opinion formed as yet replied the clergyman but i will step down to the church now and see you'll take plenty of people with you sir oh dear no i shall go alone i don't gather from what you have said that there is any danger your own fears too i am inclined to think have much exaggerated the whole affair i dare say it will turn out as most of such alarms usually do some very simple affair indeed the parson took his hat and walked away to the church as coolly as possible leaving mr dory and mr wiggins to stare at each other and to wonder at a temerity they could not have thought it possible for any human being to have practised but the clergyman was supported by a power of which they knew little the power of knowledge which enabled him at once in his own mind to divide the probable from the impossible and therefore was it that he walked down to the church 
fully prepared to hear from somebody a very natural explanation of the mysterious bell-ringing in the night which was the only circumstance that made him think that there was anything to explain for he had heard that himself when he reached the sacred building he found the door open as the beadle and the bell-ringer had left it and the moment he got into the body of the church he heard a voice say help help will nobody help me yes he replied of course i will oh thank heaven where are you here sir i think that's your voice mr bevan ah and i think that's your voice will stevens i thought this would turn out some very ordinary piece of business so you are upstairs and did you ring the bell in the night i did sir just so come down then i'm afraid i can't sir without some help i have had a very bad fall and although thank god no bones are broken i am sadly shaken and bruised so that it is with great pain sir i can crawl along and as for getting down the stairs why i i rather think i couldn't by myself if there was a hundred-pound note waiting for me below just for the trouble of fetching sir very well i'm coming don't move mr bevan ascended the staircase and without a bit of pride as will stevens said afterwards in telling the story helped the bruised sexton down the gallery steps to the body of the church and then he made him sit down on one of the forms and tell him all that had happened which will did from first to last quite faithfully not even omitting how he had stayed rather late at the alehouse and how terrified he had been by the curious events that took place while he was in the church ending by his fall from the stairs leading up to the belfry will will said mr bevan the ringing of the bell is good proof that you have been in the belfry but you will scarcely expect me to believe the remainder of your dream dream sir yes to be sure you surely don't think now in broad daylight that it is anything else do you i-i don't know sir of course sir if you say it's a dream why-why there that will do i will convince you that it was nothing more or else you will go disturbing the whole neighbourhood with this story that it is quite a mercy i have first heard convince me sir yes come with me to the vault will stevens shrunk from this proposal and his fear was so manifest that mr bevan was at all events convinced that he had told him nothing but what he himself believed and accordingly he felt still more anxious to rid will of his nervous terror you surely he said cannot be timid while i am with you come at once and if you do not find that the late miss crofton poor girl is quiet enough in her coffin i promise you upon my sacred word that i will never cease investigating this affair and bringing it to some conclusion come at once before any curious persons arrive at the church 
so urgent a request from the clergyman of the parish to will stevens the sexton of the parish almost might be said to amount to a command so will did not see how he could get out of it without confessing an amount of rank cowardice that even he shrunk from well sir he said of course with you i can have no objection that's right come along there are means of getting a light into the vestry wait here a moment will would not wait he stuck close by mr bevan who went into the vestry and soon procured a candle lighted from materials he kept there under lock and key and they went together to the vault the stone of which was just as it had been left when will emerged with so much fright i will go first said mr bevan thank you sir the clergyman descended and will stevens followed trembling about two stairs behind him little did he expect when he emerged from that vault previous to his adventures in the church that he should revisit it again so quickly indeed he had made a mental resolve that nothing should induce him to go down those stairs again and yet there he was actually descending them so weak are the resolutions of mortals needs must thought will when the parson i mean drives come on will said mr bevan will looked about him but no coffin lid was visible there was miss crofton's coffin in its proper niche with the lid on and looking as calm and undisturbed as any respectable coffin could look will was amazed he looked at the coffin and he looked at the parson and then he looked uncommonly foolish never mind it will said mr bevan never mind it i say the story need go no further you can keep your own counsel if you like you have come here under the influence of strong ale and you have gone to sleep most likely in this very vault and in your sleep having a very vivid dream you have walked up into the gallery and thence into the belfry where no doubt you did ring the bell under the influence of your dream and then you fell down the belfry stairs i believe as you say you did ah said will bless you sir it may be so but you are not convinced not quite sir well will you are quite right never to pretend to be convinced when you are not i do not blame you for that but in a short time when the effect of the affair has worn off you will entertain my opinion i hope sir i may that will do now the stone must be put over this vault sir if you wouldn't mind sir what will staying a moment or two while i empty the bag of sawdust on the floor sir i shan't be a minute no not half a minute and then i shall have done with the vault altogether i hope sir very well will set to work and although at any other time he would have been rather ashamed of letting mr bevan see what a wonderfully small quantity of sawdust made up a guinea's worth superior considerations now prevailed and he would not have spared the clergyman's company on any account now i've done sir very well follow me 
Will did not like to ask the clergyman to follow him, so in that difficulty, for as to his remaining behind it was out of the question, he made a rush and reached the church before Mr. Bevan could ascend two of the steps. When that gentleman did reach the church, he made no remark about the precipitancy and apparent disrespect of will, for he put it down to its right cause, but he left the church in order to make the usual preparations for the morning service, which would now commence in an hour and a half. Will walked home with his empty bag, for the little exercise he had had sufficed to convince him that he was not so much hurt as he thought, and that the stiffness of his limbs would soon pass away. It's all very well, he said to himself, for Mr. Bevan to talk about dreams, but if that was one, nothing real has ever happened to me yet, that's all. End of chapter 214